0: Hey, what's going on? Welcome to the Zoe Church Podcast. We are a church in Los Angeles that is all about the person of Jesus. We're going to jump right in to part two of a new series that we're in called Arrested by Heaven out of Acts chapter 20, verse 24. And before we get there, I want to thank everyone that likes, subscribes, comments, and shares this podcast. Thank you so much to everybody that faithfully tunes in, faithfully uh, attends via podcast. We love you so much. We're praying God's best over your life. And we also want to give you a special invitation wherever you're from. Come join us August 11th and 12th for Zoe Conference. We would love for you to come to L.A., and see what God is doing here at Zoe Church. We have amazing guests, Pastor Stephen Chandler, Pastor Rich Wilkerson Jr. We have musical guests from Hillsong Young and Free, Aiden King, from Maverick City Music, Naomi Rain, and Anna Golden from Shoreline Community Church in Dallas, Texas. We're very excited and we'd love for you to come and join us for the conference. But if you can't make it, We'll put the podcast out for you. Let's jump in, though, to part two of this series, Arrested by Heaven. We are in a series right now called Arrested by Heaven. And we started talking about last Sunday this idea out of Acts 20, verse 24. Paul the Apostle, it's the end of his life. And he says, you know what? I don't know what awaits me there in Jerusalem said, all that I know is I now go arrested by heaven, bound by the Spirit, bound by God to go into what he's called me to do, which is to testify of Jesus. He said, now, I gotta be honest. There's trials and tribulation that await me, but none of it moves me. He's like, my life doesn't even really matter. He says this, all that matters to me is being faithful to do what God has called me to do. So all that matters to me is just, like, being obedient. Like, I've been arrested by God. I don't have a choice. If I had an option, I would go do that. But since I don't have an option, I have to do what God says. Like, my my dad used to tell me when I was a kid, like, he's like, Chad, listen, you're going to sell in your future. You're either going to sell cars or sell Jesus, but you will sell. He said, if God gets a hold of your life, you'll sell Jesus, but if he doesn't get a hold of your life, you'll be at Toyota dealership. But I was arrested by God to preach. I would, To be honest, I wouldn't even be able to do anything else because, because I've been arrested by the Holy Spirit. And I pray Over your life, whatever field, whatever industry, whatever God's called you to do, whatever geography, whatever occupation, doesn't matter. All that matters is that you do His will, that you do what God's called you to do. And what God's called me to do is not what He's called you to do. You've got to get your own arrested by heaven moment. We talked last week that all of us have been arrested by heaven to share the gospel, to share the good news. This really is the mission of Zoe Church. If you're new to our church, our first kind of bucket, our first lane of our community is that we've been arrested by God to see people get saved. In other words, we didn't start Zoe so we could like huddle up in the church and be like, okay, guys, us four, no more. Just stay in the church. It's bad out there. It's really bad. It's dangerous. So let's just stay here in the church. No, we started Zoe so we could go out from the church, and we, whether it's through a backpack drive or Thanksgiving or Christmas or whether just interacting with a, a waitress, a waiter, a barista, whoever we go, we want to see people get saved. Come on, clap today in your house and in the service if you're excited. Come on, who wants to win souls for Jesus? Is that old saying, you ain't living till you start giving. Don't just, don't just drink the Kool-Aid, serve the Kool-Aid. Don't be a user. Come on, just give it away. The gospel is free. We talked about that last week, that the first bucket, the first mandate, the first mission of our community is really what Jesus has called us to do, and that is to be, I love Paul. What is he saying? I've been bound by the Spirit. I don't know what awaits me. but My life doesn't matter. All that matters is to tell people about how much God loves them, how much God forgives them, and how much God accepts them. Said so my life really doesn't like if I get to go on a vacation to Cabo San Lucas, cool, that's cool. I love chips and guac like everybody else. But it doesn't matter. What matters to me is being faithful to what God has called me to do. First one is people saved. The second one, I'm really excited about this message today, to be honest. Because I feel like this is where, this is where we get it really convoluted in the church. Because we think the church, yeah, you know at Zoe, we see people get saved but what about the disciples? Like, are there any disciples in the church? See, the problem is, is that we think there's a ton of salvation because a decision to follow God is a moment, or we can, we can limit it to a hand, but discipleship is not a moment. Discipleship is a lifetime discipleship is forever. Discipleship, it comes and goes. You do good and you do bad. But let me just give you the definition of a disciple. Because the first one of our church is we want to see people get saved, but the second mission is we want disciples to be made. If you go, well, we want disciples to be made, what is a disciple? Let me give you the definition of a disciple today. Write this down. A definition of a a disciple that you can use, it is a wholehearted disciple committed follower of the teachings and the teacher, Jesus Christ. Let me say it again. If I could say it in Spanish, I would definitely run it back in Spanish right now. Oyeme, gente. Un disciple es un persona que, okay, that's all I got. But a disciple is a wholehearted, committed follower of the teachings and the teacher, Jesus Christ. See, our prayer for your life is that you would not just say yes to, I believe in Jesus, but you would say yes to following Jesus. You believe in Jesus, that's good. The Bible says even the demons believe and they tremble. God has not asked you to be a believer. God has invited you to become a follower. You believe in God? Yeah, a lot of people believe in God, but my question to you first today is, are you following Jesus? And do you follow his teachings? you follow the teacher? Now, when Jesus asked and invited people to be a disciple, in his day, there were many philosophers. There were many teachers. And so there was all these different, you know, you could live like this person, or you could subscribe to their thinking, or you could really lean into them. It was like, you know, like a big podcast today, or like a, a big guru today, or someone that's in health and fitness, or someone that's a master in finance, or someone that really knows how to do self help or cor- corporations. There were all these ideologies, there were all these great, phenomenal teachers. And Jesus invited the guys, he said, if you'd like, you can follow my teachings. He said, if you follow my teachings, I will not lay anything heavy on you. I will never ask you to do anything that's laborious. He said, but if you come to me and follow me, my burden is easy. My yoke is light. Come learn from me, and I'll teach you how to walk in the unforced rhythms of grace. See, Jesus did not invite you into a church. He invited you into a way. To come follow the way that I think. Come follow the way that I live. Walk with me and learn from me, and I'll teach you if you'd like. He didn't say, attend a church. He said, follow a way. And the way that you follow the way is you follow a person. And then once his disciples came together and followed him, he actually called them to go out and make more disciples. This is like, you know, I'm just trying to find a parallel. This is like the ladies in our church that sell oils. It's like a pyramid scheme. Like, you know, like you sell, and then you got other people that sell? Okay, I just wanted to follow. Just, just, I just wanted to translate it. What's this? Matthew 28, 19. There's shots fired at a few people in the church. Anyways, Matthew 28, 19 to 20. Watch what it says. This is Jesus' last words. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I've commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of this age. I want to preach a message right down the title today. It's called, You Just Might Be a Disciple If. You just might be a disciple if. Years ago, one of my favorite comedians, Jeff Foxworthy, he had this whole line, "You, you just might be a redneck if. And he had all these great lines. He had all these redneck lines that just, just he, would, he would kill us. You know, just so funny. I want to just use that same concept. You just might be a disciple if, like, you know, like you just might be from LA if there's certain things that they tell that you're from LA. Like you just might be from LA if you hate the, May, the month of May and June. Can I get an amen? You just might be from LA if you despise the Clippers. Give me an amen. You just might be from LA if you've never said I-5. It's the 5, the 405, the 101, the 110, the 2, and the 73. Who am I preaching to today? You just might be a disciple if these things. What is proof that you have not just raised your hand and said, Yes, I believe? What is the proof that you're a follower of the way? What are the telltale signs that I'm not just like, getting my fire insurance. I'm like following the teacher. I'm following his teachings. The way that he lives, the way that he thinks, the way that he approaches morals and money and situations and politics, that's the way that I approach morals and money and people and politics. I'm trying. Another working definition of a disciple is an apprentice, a pupil. Someone that comes to study and says, you know what, I'm, 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 I'm really trying to learn. I'm trying to just, how do you do it? How do you say it? How do you, where do you go? How do you handle that? I, I am but a lowly student, and I want to be like the master. I want to be like the master teacher. I want to be like Jesus. Anybody here today, your goal and your heart is to look like Jesus. See, the only way that you're going to be looking like Jesus is if you become a disciple. He didn't ask you to believe, he asked you to follow. Jesus started his ministry, he went to tax collectors and fishermen and just a bunch of ragamuffins, and he didn't invite them to a service. He said, I want you to come follow me. And they left everything to do it. They left their businesses, they left their homes, they left all their reputation. They're like, there's something about this teacher. There's something about this man, I want to learn more. I want to grow more. I want to follow. And they abandoned and they forsook everything to follow. See, I just want to encourage you. If you want to follow Jesus, salvation is free. But discipleship will cost you everything. Salvation, that's a moment I'm changed. But discipleship, that means you've died to yourself. That like you don't even live anymore, but Christ now lives through you. Well, I love, one time Jesus was preaching and half the group decided, I'm not in anymore. I don't want to follow anymore. Like, I, this is too much. And Jesus looks at his disciples and he's like, guys, how about you? Do you want to stop following too? And the guys look at him and they're like, "Bam! where are we going to go? You alone have the keys to everlasting life. In other words, what they're saying is there is no other teacher. There is no other way. There is no other person. There is nothing else that matters to me more than trying to look and be like you. Oh, come on, clap today if you're excited. We're not just getting salvation. We're getting sanctified through discipleship. You just might be a disciple if, write down number one, if you're making other disciples. That's a sign that you're a disciple. I just love this because Jesus did not command you to be a disciple, but if you become a follower, he commands you to go make disciples. So he did not command you, you have to be a disciple. He invited you. Come follow me. And if you say yes to the follow, then he commands you to go make disciples. Now, I just want to encourage you. Church is boring. We talked about last week. Faith is fun when you share it. When you start sharing your faith and you start, listen, only God can save a life, but you have the power to change a life. And when you, when you receive Jesus and you learn about his teachings and you learn about the teacher, all you want to do is go tell other people, there's a teacher that, that loves you. There's a way that will help you. I know you're stuck in addiction. I know you're stuck in sorrow. I know you're stuck in grief. But there is a way. I want to go and I want to tell you, you just might be a disciple if you're making other disciples. Oh, I love what Jesus says. Watch here in Matthew 4, verse 19. Then he said to them, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. I'll never forget when I was growing up, my dad, he he took me fishing like maybe two times. He, he, he knew this was not a call on my life to fish. I'm not built for fishing. I'm not built to watch fish. I'm not to be around the smell of fish. Like there's nothing about me that is fishy. See what I did there? Kind of funny. here to serve. I'll be here at the 930, 1130, and the 7 p.m. And this one time, my daddy had this big truck. He took just me and him, and, uh, and we stopped by this gas station to get all the, you know, the, the, I don't even know these terms, bait, bait, lures, I don't know. Anyways, poles, I don't, I don't know this stuff. So I'll never forget, he, we stopped by, we get all this junk food, and we go out, and we're sitting on the dock, and my dad's trying to teach me how to, how to fish. How to throw the, I don't know these terms, guys. Just you throw something out there. And he's trying to show me how to do this stuff. And I, I'm like I'm like getting my hat clipped. You know what I mean? Like I don't know what to do. And I, the only thing I really remember is I ate too much junk food. So like I, I puked all over his truck. So like I blamed it on the junk food. Dad, I don't want to go back there. But I just, I don't, I'm not attracted to fish. I don't like them. I'm not, I don't, I don't want to fish. I, I, I just want to encourage you today. God did not call you to fish. Somebody say amen. We're not called to Cabela's. We're not from Missouri but he actually called you to go out and to fish for people. You're called to recruit people into this way, into this lifestyle. It's not just that we keep this this message to ourselves. You just might be a disciple if you go out and you share. You too could read the Bible. You too could pray. You too could get over your problems. You too can find freedom. I'm just proof that if God did it for somebody like me, surely He could do it for somebody like you. The sign of disciples, not prayer, Bible reading, tithing, missions. The sign that you're probably a disciple is if you're going out and making other disciples. See, a lot of people never get to the place of disciple because they don't have a relationship. They don't have somebody in their life that's like, come on, let's learn about the teacher together. Come on, let's try and follow the ways of the teacher. Come on, let's just. Take the posture together as an apprentice. Being a disciple maker does not mean you're the expert that has all the answers. It's that you're influencing a group of people to say, come on, let's learn from the master. Let's learn from the one that has the answers. Let's get together and talk about our teacher. Let's get together and talk about this way. Come on, clap if you're excited about going to make disciples. And you know that God is working your life when it's like it's immediate. It's not like when you come to church and you find faith, God does not put you in a probation period of six months and say, okay, we're going to get like 10 verses down. We're going to make sure you know six songs. We're going to make sure, we're going to look at your tithing record. And then if you pass qualifications, we will allow you to go out and make other disciples. No, it's like the day you get saved, the day you go make disciples. I love this about Paul, Paul in the Bible. If you don't know the story of Paul, Paul was a Christian killer. He literally was against God. He did not want to serve or follow the way. He has an encounter with Jesus. That's what I love about Zoe Conference. We're going to see people have an encounter with grace. He has an encounter with grace. He gives his life to God, gets saved. The Bible says right after he gets saved, watch this, Acts 7, put it on the screen, Acts 9, and immediately he began preaching about Jesus in the synagogues, saying he is indeed the Son of God. All who heard him were amazed. Isn't this the same man who caused such a devastation among Jesus' followers in Jerusalem, they asked? And didn't he come here to arrest them and take them into chains to the leading priests? Saul's preaching became more and more powerful, and the Jews in Damascus couldn't refute his proofs that Jesus was indeed the Messiah. He went from crazy lifestyle to making disciples. He went from against God to recruiting for God. See, don't believe the lie that you got to be perfect to be used by God. Don't believe the lie that you got to arrive so then you can go make disciples. Even when you're still in process, even when you're still learning, even when you're just beginning, God will use it. You might be a disciple if you're trying to. Come on, guys. You hear that? Paul's preaching got more powerful and powerful. Was he in Bible college? Was was he at home in front of the mirror trying to learn how to preach? No, he was just living for the way. He was learning from the teacher. And his conviction about the way, his conviction about the Messiah got stronger and stronger. See, I just believe this. The more you believe in God, the more you'll speak about God. The more you're convinced that he is the truth, he is the light, and he is the way, the more you'll tell others about this good God. Come on, anybody excited? Zoe, I might be a disciple if I'm making disciples. Now, we understand understand that Jesus, he is the one that changes lives, but I want to give you the opportunity. You have the power and the potential to change somebody's life. I believe that. I love those Connect Group photos. When we put that out, they're surfing. Did you see the bottom right one? They had wine. Those heathens, they're learning the way. Signs that you're in a connect group in L.A. A lot of wine on that table, guys. I want to sing water, he turned into wine. So bad right now, but I can't sing. But the reality is, is that we're all just apprentices. We're all just learning the way. We're all trying to recruit others to say, you too can follow. You too can learn. He's the guy. I don't don't have all the answers. But his preaching got more powerful. Was he the big idea? No, he was pointing people to the big idea. It's all about Jesus. It's all about his love. It's all about his grace. And he lived with a conviction that this wasn't just for me. This is for you. This is for your kids. This is for your family. You just might be a disciple if you're making other disciples. Write down number two. You just might be a disciple if you're messing things up. Like if you're missing it, and you're messing stuff up, that's a telltale sign you're a disciple, because all throughout the scriptures, every disciple messed it up. All throughout the scriptures, if they were following, they were failing. Everybody that fought, like, it's just amazing. You look at some of these guys, and it's like, we, we call this guy Doubting Thomas. Just because you're a follower and a disciple doesn't mean you're perfect. No, the Bible says though a righteous man falls seven times, he still gets back up and tries to follow again. So just because I said I'm a a disciple does not mean I have everything figured out, does not mean I'm perfect, does not mean I have all the answers. No, I'm just trying to follow the perfect one. I'm trying to follow my teacher. I've got a rabbi. I've got a Messiah. I've got a guy that I'm trying to be like, and I'm gonna fail. Come on, we had one of the disciples that cut off an ear. Have you ever cut off an ear? My boys try to do this all the time. But, but we've got guys that in the Bible, it's like Peter one day stood up and he's like trying to like look all powerful and be a mighty disciple. And Jesus is like, sit down, be humble, rebukes him, get behind me, Satan. See, you might be a disciple if you're messing up. So you're not a disciple if you don't try. You're a disciple if you try and you fail. You're like, man, I missed it in this area. Man, I, I totally blew it in this circumstance. I did not get it right in this situation. That is the sign that you are an apprentice. The only one that's perfect is the master. The only one that's perfect is Jesus. So if you're failing, at least you're failing forward. If you're failing, at least you're failing and you're trying. Oh, I just love this verse. Look at this. This is in Galatians chapter two, verse 11. And this is Paul the apostle. He's talking about Peter. Now, Peter got rebuked all the time in the Bible. He made the most amount of mistakes. Look at this. It says this. But when Peter came to Antioch, I had to oppose him to his face. For what he did was very wrong. When he first arrived, he ate with the Gentile believers who were not circumcised. But afterward, when some friends of James came, Peter wouldn't even eat with the Gentiles anymore. He was afraid of criticism from these people who insisted on the necessity of circumcision. Long story short, this guy, Peter, who is a disciple, and he was making other disciples, he messed up big. And he was so afraid of other people's opinions that he got swayed by the crowd. And Paul says, when I came to Galatia and I saw him, I had to sit him down and be like, hey, man, that's not the way. Hey, that's not the spirit of our guy. Hey, he taught us better than that. He told us that the gospel is not just for the Jews anymore. It's now for the Gentiles. Hey, man, what's going on? See, the sign that you're a disciple, and I love this about our church, that we all need to give each other margin and room for failure. Because I'm going to fail, and you're going to fail. We're all growing as best as we can. But the reality is you're not going to get it right. And you're not going to get it right because you were born into sin. No one taught you, come learn how to sin. I'm gonna teach you the ways of a sinner. No, that is your nature. We were born into making mistakes. And watch what Paul, the same guy that had to confront Peter about being wishy-washy, the same guy that talks to Peter, watch what he says here in the book of Romans. Romans 7, I don't really understand myself, for I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. But if I know what I am doing is wrong, this shows that I agree that the law is good. So I am not the one doing the wrong. It is sin living in me that does it. And I know that nothing good lives in me. That is in my sinful nature. I want to do what is right, but I can't. Have you ever felt this way, like this scripture? I want to do the right thing. I want to do the Jesus thing, but there's something that's prohibiting me like my son last night, my eight-year-old, so emotional. We we didn't sleep that much in D.C. We flew back early in the morning. We get back last night. He's like melting down. He's like, he's like, he's just like, he's just not all there with us. And he's like trying to get a hold of his emotions. He's like, he can't, he's like so sweet. He's just like, dad, mom, I just got to go to bed. I'm not, I can't sort myself. I got to go to bed. I'm like, this is the best night of my life. Yes, son. Yes, you do. You man of God, this is no truer words have ever been spoken. Never been more proud of you than when you put yourself to bed. He couldn't calm down. He couldn't do what he knew he wanted to do. See, you and I, if you're a disciple, you're going to make mistakes. You're going to mess up. You're not going to get it right every time. But the sign that you're a disciple is not that you're perfect. It's that you're trying is that you keep getting up again. You're like, I want to be like Jesus. I'm going to get his attitude. I'm going to get his thinking. I'm going to get his words. I'm going to get his heart. I want the mind of Christ. I want the heart of God. I want the gospel of peace. I'm going to keep trying until Christ is formed in me. I'm going to keep working. If you failed recently, welcome to the club. We are all sinners in need of grace. And the fact that you sin and get back up, that's what makes you a disciple. Peter messed up. Thomas messed up. Paul messed up. Mark messed up. There's tons of mess-ups in the scriptures, but the fact that you keep following and keep serving and keep going, that is the proof, not of perfection, but of discipleship. I just love this because this, I look at words like that and I'm like, oh, you get it. You understand humanity. A disciple does not equal perfection. It actually equals apprentice. He is the master, he is the teacher, he is the leader, he is the Lord. I want to be more like Jesus. How do I follow closer? How do I get more like you? I want your heart and mind. I want your thinking. I want your love, your grace, your compassion. I want to know how you think. I want to know how you, so I'm following the teacher and the teachings. Give me more of your word, more of your scriptures, more of your love, more of your, I need more knowledge. I need more understanding. I need more wisdom. I need more help from you. So I'm a follower. You just might be a disciple. Write down number three. I love this one. If you're more excited about the master's plan than yours. You just might be a disciple if you're more excited about the God stuff than your stuff. See, in fact, I'll just tell you, it's hard to follow Jesus when you are still in control. But that's why these guys left tax collection, and that was just their business. Fill in the blank for whatever it is. They knew this guy is worth a follow. This guy is worth my best. This guy is worth everything. So I, I'm getting more excited. They could not be like, okay, I'm going to follow on the weekend, but during the week, I'm going to build the business. No, they knew I want to be in this heart and soul. I want to be this in this with everything I got. Let me show you a few scriptures. I love this verse right here. John 3, verse 30. He must increase, but I must decrease. What about Philippians 1, 21? For to me, to live is Christ, and to die is gain. Look at what Jesus said, Matthew 16. Then Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Can I ask you, worship team, you can come join me. Can I ask you today, are you more excited about your stuff or the teacher's stuff? Because a disciple has put teacher in front of self. A disciple says, I do not live for my bank account and my agenda and my plan and my dream. He said, whoever wants to follow me must pick up their cross, deny themselves. You know, Jesus did that. Our teacher modeled it for us. He took his own cross and carried it to Golgotha. If Jesus could carry a cross, you could carry a cross. If Jesus died to the Father's plan, you could die to the Father's plan. See, everything about this life is looking at our teacher. How did you handle it? What did you do? How can I be more like that? And can I just and I just encourage you, the further you are from the vision, the harder it is to follow. The more you drift away from the plan and the purposes of their teacher, the harder it is to deny yourself. But the closer you follow Jesus, the easier it is to say it's not about me. It's not about my kingdom. It's not about my life. It's not about what I can get. It's not about what I can do. It's not about my name. It's about your name. It's not about my plan. It's about your plan. I got to decrease, you got to increase. For me to live as Christ and to die as gain. I gladly pick up my cross. I gladly deny myself. I gladly die to my own agenda. I gladly say no to pride. I'm happy to do it. Oh, I love this in the Bible. If you don't know this story, this is amazing. Right when Jesus is going to the cross, one of his main guys that followed close, one of his main disciples, one of his main dudes that have been following for three years, right when Jesus is about to go to the cross, the Bible says Peter got a little shook in his faith. And he stopped following close. He started to follow far away. Watch what the Bible, this is Mark. Watch what Mark says, sorry, Matthew 26, 58. But Peter followed him at a distance. Peter, one of the disciples, followed close enough to say, I'm here for you, Jesus, but far enough away to do his own thing. See, this only gets fun if you follow close. See, I love prayer because prayer is an invitation to intimacy. And I don't know a relationship that flourishes without being close, I don't know a relationship that does well without intimacy. Intimacy is what keeps the spark. Intimacy is what keeps the flame. Intimacy is what keeps the love. And Jesus, he said, "No, I want you to follow me. Come learn from me. Come 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 come, come hear me. I'll teach you. I'll I'll show you. I'll teach you the unforced rhythms. But you can't do it from a distance. You got to do it with everything you got. I got to increase in your life. I got to become bigger in your life. I got to help you serve you love you free you. Come on, clap if you're excited. It's all the God stuff. You just might be a disciple if you're more excited about the master than you. You're in a tough place today. You're going to be like Peter, like, yeah, I'm there. I'm here for you, God. I'm a follower. But your following at a distance is going to cost you some compromise. You're following at a distance, Peter ended up weeping. And crying and going, why did I make that choice? I know if I stayed close, I would have kept you in the forefront. I would have sought your kingdom first, I would have made you my priority. I want to encourage you today, don't follow from a distance. Follow Jesus close. Listen to his invitation, not to religion, his invitation to relationship. And God doesn't want to just tell you what to do. He wants to listen to you. He wants to help you. He wants to love you and shower you and heal you and deliver you and do all the things that only he can do. Last one, number four, you can stand to your feet. You just might be a disciple if you're growing in spurts instead of linear. Love this one. We're gonna end with this. You just might be a disciple if you're growing in spurts and not linear. See, we gotta be careful because a lot of us we get frustrated as disciples because we want to explode with growth. We wanna grow like this in our faith and in our walk. But can I encourage you today? Being a disciple means you're gonna have good seasons and bad seasons, you're gonna have close seasons and And distant seasons. You're gonna have seasons where you're growing like a weed, and you're gonna have seasons where you take two steps back. It's part of learning how to follow the master. It's part of admitting, I'm just an apprentice. I get it wrong sometimes. I wish all of us could just grow and be like, yeah, it's crazy. Became a disciple, started walking on water, started healing sick people, dead people. Deaf people, mute people—it's crazy, man. It's turning water into wine is, yeah, just because I grew so fast, started preaching, thousands got saved. Yeah, it's crazy. You guys will get it. But the reality is, is that my growth and your growth look like this. I wish we grew in a different way, but we're knuckleheads we're sinners we get distracted we get selfish we don't grow like this you will grow at the rate of your lean in keep leaning into Jesus keep leaning into his love keep leaning into his teachings you'll never go wrong with being a disciple I wish it was clean I wish it was just like yeah you know at Zoe we just we get them saved and then they're disciples They're just like unbelievable, like Avengers for Jesus. The reality is that my life doesn't look like that. How about yours? We're all growing at the rate and the speed of our follow. Can I encourage you today? Start making disciples. Start making the master's plan bigger than your plan. Can I encourage you today? Whatever you're going through, if you're making a mistake, you're probably a disciple. Because that's the grace and the love of Jesus and you're probably growing better than you think you are, just because you hit a lull, just because you hit a bad patch, just because you hit a funky season, just because you got offended, just because you got distracted, does not mean that you're no longer a disciple. It just means that you're growing like the rest of us. Listen, in other words, play the long game. The short game is like, I used to be a disciple, now I'm not a disciple, and I'm in and I'm out, and I was not church, now I'm out not about church it's about a way it's not about a service it's about a man and we want to follow him with all of our heart all of our soul all of our strength let's just read a few verses to you i love this mark chapter 3 verse 14 then he appointed 12 that they might be with him and that he might send them out to preach. He chose some disciples that they might be with him. The point of discipleship is not duty. The point of discipleship is to be with Jesus. If you think that being a disciple is service, you've missed the mark. And he chose 12 that they might be with him. God wants to be with you. God wants to walk with you. God wants to love you. God wants to shower you. God wants to speak to you. It's not about what you do. It's about who you are. He's less concerned with what you're doing. It's more concerned with who you're becoming and a disciple just studies keeps her eyes on the master how do you do that I'm so far away from that you are the perfect one I am the flawed one let me get more of your teachings let me get more of my teacher I follow the way there's a lot of different philosophies in this world there's a lot of teachers out there in this world there's a lot of different things you could subscribe to but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. As for me and my heart, we will follow Jesus. Amen to that. Come on, let's pray today. Jesus, we thank you. for.